welcome to The Crawn Zone. My name is Annie Conboy. I'm an intuitive medium and psychic, writer, blogger, painter, Reiki master teacher and practitioner of Parashal's Balm. I'd like to take you on a journey through these podcasts to share with you the guidance, inspiration and wisdom that comes from my life experiences of working with non-physical beings, spirits, angels, star beings and all sorts of different energies. I hope that some of the ethical questions that we face today can be usefully thought about through these podcasts and that the questions I found myself asking myself and seeking guidance on can help you too to work out where you are, what it's all about and how to go forward. I know that's a big ask but we can but try. And my starting point today is with the question, why do a podcast at all? It's something that I've been putting off, because <laughs> I'm very good at prevaricating, for a number of years, ever since it was suggested to me by my guides and inspirers, as a way of bringing some alternative views to people who were searching uh, within their spirituality. So in setting off to finally do this, one of the places they drew me back to was a book that I wrote in 2017 called Down to Earth, My Intuitive Life. And if you'll indulge me for a moment or two, what I'd like to do is share with you the opening of that book, what I wrote for myself when it came to the task of putting some of my experiences into the public domain and the uh, way in which I encouraged myself to make this stride forward, I suppose, in 2015 when I wrote my first blog in a 30-day blogging challenge. And to open my book, I thought it fitting to go back to what I wrote at that time. So, in a little piece at the beginning of the book, called Why Write At All, this is what I started with. Much as I love all the stuff about the woo-woo side of being a psychic. It really isn't the way I live. Having reached a stage in my life where things have to be simple, senior moments are lurking around the corner, and preferring to be down to earth about what I do, I've taken on a challenge to write a blog a day. Immediately there is a problem. I have a book full of the first two paragraphs of blog posts. They never seem to get finished. There's always something else I find I need to give my attention to. Even my first go this evening had to stop so I could make my daughter a meal, then run off to my centre to open for someone using a room, and finally 
off to my local spiritualist church to chair for the medium doing the service. Now I'm feeling pressured. <laughs> I promise myself and I want to do this, yet getting the focus is hard. What to write about? The question I've just answered very briefly about synchronicity. The chat I had with someone this evening about why their particular loved one didn't come through in a reading. The social media posting I do to encourage people to find the positive in every situation, no matter how difficult that might seem. The Reiki meditation I did to send out healing. There are many things that fall under the general titles of medium or psychic. So the easiest thing is to write about my day every day for the next month. Sorry in advance if it gets boring, but hopefully at the end you will see that my life is really no different than anyone else's. Oh, (laughs) okay then, perhaps the same with a few extraordinary bits added in. That's how I set out in late 2015 to write. As a challenge to myself, also because I was rather fed up with people getting the wrong end of the stick about what a psychic life is like. In actual fact, it's really a lot like any other life, with a few added bits of course that tend to make for an interesting time every now and again. They also mean that I'm an expert at changing my plans and going with the flow. When you step into the choices represented by your intuitive senses, there are times when you just know what to do, with whom and when. That's the bit people often think of as a bit woo-woo. And that's the bit I love. I've always enjoyed books and writing. For a long time, I kept notes, poems, random inspirations on scraps of paper shoved into the books I was reading. I treated myself to fancy notebooks and jotted away whenever an idea grabbed me. I was, and always will be, a big fan of David Bowie. I remember watching a documentary in the 70s by the BBC where he explained how he wrote his songs. He appeared to be a bit tongue-in-cheek about writing a verse, cutting it up and rearranging the words or lines around. Yet whatever he was doing, it worked. His music matched my teenage angst, mixed up, muddled up and confused. I was fascinated to try this way of writing after spending many happy but frustrating hours trying to capture my thoughts and feelings in poems that didn't scan. Writing was an exploration, a way of saying complicated sounding simple things so that others might understand. It was an adventure. Entering adult life, I ended up doing a lot of writing for my corporate job. Plans, project briefs, press releases, letters, case notes. Over time, these sucked all the fun out of writing. Writing became hard work, a bit of a bind. My love for words stopped. Sentences, paragraphs and pages ground to a halt as inspiration ceased to flow. Then writing became a chore, slowly but surely, 
as I drafted and redrafted. The meaning of what was being written was made to fit with conventions, structure and form once more. Eventually I stopped completely. I only wrote when studying or working. My voice was being lost. That became a real issue. All the joy in writing was kept from me for such a long time that I missed one of the ways I could express myself. Through my blogging, I've realised that people still have lots of questions about what being psychic means. There is a lot of misunderstanding about what it's like to work with spirit people and guides. Even some doubt about who can make these connections and how to do it. From the idea that it's a gift from a divine being given only to a few, to the idea that I must be very brave because ghosts are scary. All sorts of perceptions about me and my work get thrown into the mix. The most interesting reactions followed my regular posting of a daily blog. Thankfully, most people seem to be slightly relieved that I appeared to be just like them. A fairly normal, busy, working woman doing her thing. Then the questions started to come in. Along with the feedback that what I was writing about was helpful to the people who were reading it. That's when I recognised that inside my blogs was a book waiting to get out. Something to explain, to be helpful, to be thought-provoking and to speak for the spirit people in a down-to-earth way. It was at this point that I started a debate with myself. Words like medium, clairvoyant and psychic are understood in a stereotypical way. They are a shortcut description of something. But the associated ideas they are connected with don't necessarily fit with my experiences of working with spirit people. They are also words that produce strong reactions from people and open the door for lots of misunderstanding. My blogs have shown me the importance of using clear, straightforward language to describe what I do. If we all spoke with the same meaning, it would be much simpler. So I started to talk about my intuitive senses. My life runs on intuition, what I feel, rather than logic, what I think. My feelings are the reflection of the energy I sense around me. That's what my psychic senses do. We all have intuition, that gut feeling. So I pay more attention to it than perhaps most people. It's what led me into the world and life I'm leading now. And I realised I had the title for my book with a way I could write it. In deciding to step up to the challenge to myself by turning my blog into a book, I've also found the joy of writing again. Ideas bounce in and out of my mind all day. It's fun to sit down in my quiet time and find out which ones are going to emerge as I flow through pieces of writing. I'm back to scraps of paper, random notes and jotting stuffed into my diary. I want to share what an intuitive psychic world is really like, 
so that more people will be encouraged to explore their natural intuitive abilities too. I'm also back to trying the David Bowie way of assembling things. My writing is exciting again. Talking involves both speaking and listening. Writing is the same. I'm speaking by sharing my words. You are listening by reading them. If you understand what I am saying, then let's have a conversation. You don't have to agree with me, and I don't have to agree with you. What matters is that we are thinking about, talking about, and discussing how the, we understand the meaning of our lives. Who knows? We might even find we agree more than we expect to. I'm glad to share that with you and to start this series of Crohn's Own podcasts because it's time for me to move from the written word to the spoken word, to putting words out there that you can think about, not necessarily to agree, perhaps to disagree, who knows, but ways in which we can have a debate, we can have a discussion. We can share in the experiences and I can try to help you to understand the intuitive life and the blessings and challenges that it brings. The questions that have perplexed me, the answers I've been given, the journey that I've been on and the ways in which through that journey my understanding of the world will never quite be the same as it once was. Moving into an intuitive life requires tapping into feelings and that's not always easy when you've been taught to suppress what you feel. Moving into an intuitive life challenges you to decide are there really non-physical beings out there? Or is it all inside my head? Moving into an intuitive life brings up the questions of love, forgiveness, gratitude and service. Of how I make sense of my day-to-day -day life in the context of a spiritual journey. That there's a beginning and an end and a recognition and even a celebration of an end to this journey that I'm on. In the Crohn Zone, I want to help you to see a glimpse of a world you might not be fully sure you want to engage with yet. I'm not here to convert, I'm here to explain and to extend an invitation to ask you to think about whether adopting some of the perspectives of the intuitive life might in fact serve your life better. In the end, spirituality for me is about living the life that is based on love, forgiveness, gratitude and service. I've come to that point after mm, at least 12 years of consciously 
exploring the intuitive life and at least another 20 before that wondering about it, dismissing it and um, being a doubting Thomas. And that is important for all of us, that we make this journey with an open mind and an open heart and that we are content to go where the path leads us to see what might be at the end of that path. In some respects, I feel as if I've been treading a maze or a labyrinth and they are used to open up inner knowledge. Uh, that's the practice of a labyrinth. Um, life is a labyrinth. Life is a series of different turnings, some of which turn out to be dead ends and some of which lead you to the heart of the matter. As human beings, we are individuals who are all connected. That's my firm belief after my study of the intuitive life. As connected individuals, we share common themes, common hopes and common dreams. And I see no reason at this stage in my life why that can't be our future, a shared future co-creating something that is beautiful. I have a vested interest in that co-creation, not necessarily for me, because I don't know how long I've got left, but for children. I have a child, a young woman. I want her and her children and the children of all families to inherit something better than the walk I've had through this earth life. The intuitive world is a different way of looking at our reality and embedding in our reality an appreciation of a different way of doing things, a community, a global community of humanity with the best interests of our children at the forefront. Now, that doesn't make me an idealistic dreamer in a sense, what it makes me is someone who wants to do it differently. Someone who wants the solutions to be straightforward. And I believe they are straightforward if we look at the world intuitively. That straightforwardness comes from recognising that we are all underneath the skin exactly the same. Our DNA is composed of what's out there in the universe. We are at one with the universe if we took it to the level of our DNA. So why do we put the divisions in place? And when I set off to write about my intuitive world, I wanted to reduce the barriers demystify the world I lived in to help people to step back from judging something that they hadn't even tried themselves. And that's important because when we live in an intuitive world, when we live that spirituality, we've got to walk the talk. We've got to help people to see 
that we are in the same world but in a different way. I have the same material issues as everyone else on the planet. It's just that I handle them in a different way. I have other resources intuitively that help me to deal with the world when it gets hard. It doesn't avoid the same feelings as everybody else, but I can handle those feelings differently. And that's why, after much reluctance <laughs> and much uh, pushing <laughs> on the part of my guides, <laughs> who I have to acknowledge, that I am now bringing the Crohn's on to you to help you to see, to understand, to hear about the intuitive world, about the ways in which people think when they're part of the intuitive world and people feel when they're part of the intuitive world and why so many of us want to bring forward the ideas of peace and community. These two ideas, underpinned by love, forgiveness, gratitude and service, are the way in which we can build forward for our children, providing them with peace and a sense of community, providing them with whatever they require or desire. I have to remind myself when I step outside of the intuitive world into the material world that actually there is enough on this planet for every single person. There's enough to sustain us all. It's just that we're not very good at sharing it. We're not very good at the perspective of if I harm others, I harm myself. We're not very good at listening to the pain and the need of others and recognising that that could be me too. We do have a lot of strides forward that we need to take and I hope that the Crohn Zone will help you to see the strides that you can take, the actions that you can do to move into that intuitive world and to recognise how changing you changes the co-creations that we have around us. I'm reminded of a scene in The Matrix when someone is unplugged from the machine. I love that film because to me it represents so much about my intuitive journey that it's quite spooky <laughs> and I use that word <laughs> um, it's time for us to choose to come out of our matrix out of the material world into a reality where intuitive flow helps us with all of the things we need to tackle and all of the things we need to do to have a life where we thrive I'm very convinced about the intuitive world, as you can tell. <laughs> I am a, an 
advocate for the intuitive world. And again, I hope that by listening to the Crohn Zone podcasts, you too may enjoy this glimpse of another world. You may even find you're already in your own intuitive world, but that somehow it inspires you to use your options and choices to make sure that you are creating a brighter future for yourself and everybody else around you. Thank you everyone for listening. You can find me at www.anniconboy.net or on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I seem to do a lot of social media nowadays. (laughs) And I'm a technophobe, really. (laughs) So I hope to um, speak to you again soon. Thank you.